It's a new day. Yes, it is. Wakey, wakey. Time to get up. Good morning, citizens. Up and at them. Fresh and shine. This is your wake-up call, people. Come on, the coffee's on. We're going to get you guys circulating on Christian radio. I understand young people. I know what's hip. I know what's on. I know what's lit. I know what's fleet. I'm a nerd, and uh, I'm pretty proud of it. Rise and shine, nerds. Welcome to episode 405 of the Back Row Morning Show, part of the Love Thy Nerd Podcast Network, and the official exclusive morning show for LTN Radio. I'm Radio Matt, the station manager and chief radio nerd. I'm a husband, a father of three, a Green Lantern fan, and a Funko Pop collector. And I'm Mo, shorter, louder, smarter, and all around better. Than some people, but not Matt. And I'm a wife, mom, elementary librarian, and seeker of truth, except when it comes to reality TV. <laughs> Today on the show. Although I am shorter than you. See, that doesn't even make sense. I'm can't. saying that doesn't uh. work. We discovered yesterday that for some reason we haven't realized that this the sentence doesn't, doesn't make, make much sense. sense. And so we don't have time to fix it yet, but we'll get there. <laughs> Today on the show, Facebook's biggest blackout ever. What? really happened. Also on the show, our Discord will debate a topic about Japanimation mm-hmm. and other content not created in English. Oh, yeah. oh great. But so first, I know where this is going. <laughs> Today is Tuesday, October 12th, 2021, and we got some holidays to celebrate. That's right. It's Farmer's Day. Hey, bum, no, no. Bum, 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 bum. We are farmers. <laughs> good job. I'm proud of you for that one. Very good. Um, hey, if it weren't for farmers, our whole world would be in a world of hurt. My my favorite uh, thing about farmers is that, is that there are farmers that are paid to not grow things. Yes. Yes. Like Brian Regan has a joke about, like, there are farmers that are paid to not grow corn. Like, oh, you're a farmer. Yeah. What do you grow? Well, I don't grow corn. Uh-huh. I used to not grow tomatoes, but there's more money in not growing corn. I don't understand. I still don't get it. Like, why? Well. Grow it. Ship it somewhere else. I don't care, but what's the point? There's got to be a reason. There's got to be something is, that I don't understand about there it. There is a reason. I've and never I, cared enough to really look into it. <laughs> I kind of understand the reason but i'm i don't want to say because then not I'm just enough gonna, to, yeah, <laughs> to gonna, explain it to mm-hmm, me <laughs> yeah yeah I, it's kind of like a monopoly situation but not monopoly you know like so you have mm. so many corn scrabble farmers matthew <laughs> is that not monopoly ticket to ride you have so many <laughs> corn farmers yeah okay that if you have 20 more then the de- the supply and demand it, it ends you up said being you more of a, do this. it ends up being more of a negative thing than a positive thing does okay. that make sense I, so maybe farmer john who can grow corn and wheat is only going to grow wheat so that farmer tom can just grow the corn so that they both can make a substantial income they can take care of their families, but they're not competing against each other. They're supporting one another. 
instead okay. of competing against each other. But, but why can't why can't they make an agreement to that effect as opposed to the government having to pay them money to not do something? I don't, I don't know. I don't, that's what I don't because get. The How did the government get involved? The government tells everybody <laughs> what they can and can't do. Duh. We've learned that. <laughs> All right. What else we got today? Um, it's also National Pulled Pork Day. Yeah. That's my day. I could take it or leave it. Oh, I don't Matthew. hate it, but it's not my mm. favorite. Mm-mm. I mean, if it's the only thing the meal is offering, then yeah, I'll eat it. The only thing that I hate about pulled pork is that so many places do it wrong. That's the only thing I hate about it. Mm-hmm. How? 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 Because the only proper way to eat pulled pork is the North Carolina way, which is vinegar-based with spices. It is not mustard-based uh, sauce. It is not a ketchup-based sauce. Based sauce. It is. It's not really sauced at all, right? It's sauced. I mean, you have your. You mix together your oil, vinegar, and spices and your seasonings, and that creates a sauce. Right, but it's still, then... it's still largely vinegar. It's, mo- it's mostly oil and vinegar. It's not really sauce, as we think of, like, barbecue sauce, sauce barbecue pulled pork sauce. sauce. It's oil and vinegar. Mm. It's like the difference between going to a Subway and putting oil and vinegar on your so sandwich or say, putting mustard on your sandwich. I will say it is more of, like, a marinade yeah, than, yeah, than okay. Sauce. That's what I was thinking. Yeah, um, the but, meat. The meat is still the main star, while in other yes. pulled pork things, it can be smothered in barbecue sauce that yes. they make, and so it kind uh-huh. of becomes a secondary or a give Fact. and take. Fact. So therefore, thank the you, man versus food. Marinade only adds <laughs> to the natural flavors of and the smokiness of the pulled pork, whereas, like you said. With barbecue or mustard or whatever else you want to put on top of it, it is just covering up <laughs> the our, natural our flavors. Chad and Twitch right now. Um, yeah. DJJ Shane says you're about to start a fight with this Memphis I boy. Know, they got they like their red based barbecue <laughs> sauces, ketchup based barbecue sauces. You can keep it. Caffeine I, says y'all are making me want a second dinner. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Oriole is proud of you because you get it now. I get it now. Yeah. Um. Fun fact, I hate mustard. I hate it so much. The the smell, the color, the consistency, tasting it even a little bit uh, in anything makes me want to throw up. If it touches my hand, like picking up my boy's plate and I accidentally put my thumb in these leftover mustard, I want to vomit. For some reason, mustard-based barbecue sauces are my favorite. Yeah. And I can taste the, the mustard, but it doesn't bother me mixed with all the barbecue part for some reason. That is very Any strange. other instance, you put it in like a, a salad dressing or something? Blech, no. Mm-mm. It's very, very odd. It's very odd. Mm-hmm. You know, I remember specifically the first time that I realized barbecue was so different, depending on where you're from. Yeah. And that was not until I was well into my 20s. And Chris and I went to a wedding reception for one of his friends in Tennessee. So it's red-based barbecue sauce, you know. And I asked for a pulled pork sandwich and was so excited to have a pulled pork sandwich. Like I thought pulled pork sandwiches were supposed to be. Yeah. And out comes this disgusting... (laughs) 
pile Blob. of meat <laughs> doused in sweet baby yeah. rays. It's like, like it's not even a home made barbecue sauce. You just use sweet baby rays on top hey, of your barbecue. Sweet baby rays is pretty good. Listen, I'm not a barbecue <laughs> sauce fan, but sweet baby rays is my favorite. Mm-hmm. But you're not going to hand right, me some right. delicacy of a pulled pork <laughs> sandwich and... DJ J. Shane, I'm about to unsubscribe. <laughs> <laughs> what's What's interesting to me, and this is kind of what I realize, is that barbecue means something different in both of those yes. situations. In your situation, barbecue refers to the barbecue that is cooking the yes. meat. Yes, yes. While in everywhere else, the barbecue replies to the sauce that is covering the meat. So, and I've also wondered that. <laughs> I've wondered, is that why? Because I come from Eastern North Carolina, where we barbecue the whole pig over an open fire like is that well not the whole pig halves of pig halves of a whole pig they split well i mean they take the insides out but they split it down the center and open it up it's the whole pig without its insides that's right but that's what i'm thinking yeah, I mean, I'm just it, remembering it, what I saw on it's the whole thing. Diners, drive-ins, and dives. Um, I have, <laughs> I have memories of our homecoming every year at our church when we would do our homecoming in in June. They would start roasting, barbecuing that pig at like four o'clock in the morning. And so all during service, the entire time, that's all you can smell. (laughs) And then we would go outside in the backyard of the church and pull our meat right off of the whole pig from, yeah. I wouldn't be able to do it. Oh. I wouldn't be able to do it. If I can't eat ribs on a bone, I definitely couldn't be (laughs) plucking the... It's really muscle and flesh off of a split open whole body of a pig. It's really not as bad as it, it sounds. It's really not. At that point, it just falls right <laughs> off. That makes it worse. <laughs> At that point, the body's essentially just mush. You just dig your little grubby, grubby paws in and just yank out a chunk and eat it. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And uh, because of that, I got no 500 bits for <laughs> Memphis barbecue. Thank you, DJ J. Shane. So, so far, your barbecue's in the lead. Oh, man. So fun. Here, here. I got to throw this out there before we prefer, move on. I prefer Memphis style barbecue. Just Whatever. I got to throw this out there. Okay. Um, way back before uh, like cooking shows were a thing. Diners, drive-ins, and dives, and Man whatever. Versus food. Uh huh. Mm. Way back in the, I want to say the mid '90s, mid to late '90s, my little teeny tiny town that I grew up in, Aiden, North Carolina, little teeny tiny was town. on the map because it had the world's best barbecue, according to somebody. <laughs> The lead up, according to, and you think you're going to say, like, the official barbecue review of America. It was somebody. But for real. Somebody said. Okay, so somebody who (laughs) Essentially, it could be like Elf. World's best cup of coffee. You did it. (laughs) (laughs) Congratulations. Okay, so somebody who has their internet in front of them and is in in our stream here, um... Google it. Pete Jones Barbecue, Aiden, A-Y-D-E-N, North Carolina. Pete Jones Barbecue. Um, I'm serious. 
believe you. <laughs> Oriel, it's funny. I'm passing the that buck to really you. Funny. I need you to have my back here, please. All right, while they're doing that, what's our <laughs> last holiday? <laughs> oh, it's also National Savings Day. Guys, guys, especially you younger guys, guys. listen. Oh my gosh, we can actually say that now. We're old right? enough to be able to say you younger guys. <laughs> you youngins out there. At least 10% of your paycheck into savings. Every paycheck. No, that's your tithes. No, no, no. <laughs> 10 to tithe, 10 to savings. You live on the 80%. I'm just kidding. You'll do good. You'll do good, guys. You will. I've learned, I've learned so much. And not even as much as I probably could learn at this point. But I've learned so much having my wife work in the uh, financial sector now. Uh, I just let her handle it all because she understands it. We have so much money I didn't even know we had. We have like $10,000 for a car payment. I did not know we had that until two days ago. <laughs> it's nice, huh? It's nice because we saved money. We didn't like mm-hmm. get some sort of windfall from something that didn't play the lottery. We just put money away. Uh huh. A little bit of money. A little bit of money at a time. Yeah. It's, uh, it'll do you good. You it will. Good. It will. Twenty percent of retirement savings starting at fifteen. Yeah, I mean, if you do that, your retirement will be a okay. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. <sighs> We've seen a statistic: income for classes of twenty XTX, twenty XT six. What are you talking about? Homestar Runner reference, everybody. I, Anybody? I have no idea Anyone? what's going okay. on. Well, it's time for arguing on Discord. Uh, where I'm going to invite our current Twitch watchers to jump in on the Discord chat. Don't be intimidated by the uh, the topic that Mo brought out. It's not really all that complicated. It's a very simple question I'm going to ask you. And uh, if you've, ev- if no. you've ever seen, if you've ever seen any kind of content created in a different language, you can have an opinion on this. So jump on in our Discord chat. Uh, if you are in our Discord at the moment, currently, we'll, we'll let's let's jump in right now. Let's see what we got here. Hola. Oh, hello. Hi. It is large. So, oh, okay. So Mo, yes. What you were wondering? It was uh, they got the James Beard Award for American class, America's Classics. I don't know. For in- um, the Skylight Inn, which is known as Pete, Pete Jones, Jones Barbecue. barbecue. Mm-hmm. Yep. They got that in 03. In 03. So I just that pulled was it like up four. as well. Got it. In 1979, National Geographic published a book, Backroads America, where they proclaimed Pete Jones were the Skylight Inn to be some of the best barbecue in the country. And then in 82, Pete Jones Barbecue um, got the attention of President Reagan and President Bush, where, they, uh-huh, where they said that it was the best barbecue in the nation and so that's how they originally got put on the map so anyway yeah oh and they were also in a gq article uh saying pete jones was a man among pigs <laughs> i mean that's that's a fact so i grew up with with pete jones his great granddaughter was my best friend growing up samantha the one who I talk about frequently, and her sister used to run me over in her wheel ch- in her wheelchair, Jessica. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So that okay. Uh huh. Those are his granddaughters. What okay. is going on? Interesting. Yeah. Uh huh. All right. Well, we're here to debate, so let's debate. <laughs> <laughs> I'm here now. Hi. I'm so confused. 
So today we got an interesting one surrounding TV and movies created in foreign language that are also popular in America. The question that we're asking, subs or dubs? Now, this would apply to countless anime cartoons, but also, most recently, Netflix hit Squid Game. Ugh. Even Passion of the Christ, technically, because they did eventually come out with a, a dubbed version, uh, though the original theatrical release was only in, in subs, because it was uh, written, or, well, recorded in Aramaic, I believe. Yeah. The whole thing. Uh, so... The question, do you prefer English voices dubbed over the original language, or do you prefer subtitles in English and keeping the original content as it was? So I uh, I prefer the sub. I prefer keeping it original how it was and just having the... Because uh, I think you get some sort... It's a different inflection when you hear the people actually talking in the Nash the natural language like when they're excited like the inflection the tone of their voice when they're different emotion that's what I'm trying to say yeah mm -hmm. I think you yeah. get that a little bit more when it's not the dubbed uh, English language uh, just dubbing over it okay who's next <laughs> just jump out there guys anybody go ahead boys and i'll go last all right um so i have no idea if you guys know this or not but i watch anime a lot I'm, wow i was, I was just, pretty certain I'm just you know d definitely not half my name is referencing an anime definitely not <laughs> <laughs> anyways um so i'm someone who likes to multitask and reading subtitles is hard when you're trying to multitask. That's a good point. But I will say, I I do like sub more. If I have if I have the option of just sitting down and watching an anime, I'm probably gonna pick sub over dub. That's a good point, though. That yeah. is a good point. Yeah. Okay. But if okay. I'm multitasking, doing chores or something, I will 100 percent put on some. Dip. That is a good point. Yeah. Uh, KY. K-Y. Somebody's radio. Somebody is 100%. Oh. Oh, KY's gone. All right. Oh. Lark. <laughs> okay. Uh, so I actually also normally would go for sub, but that's mostly because, uh, first of all, just the dub, it's really disorienting to watch. Like your lips are saying one thing and your mouth is saying another, and I don't like this. I was just like the voices feel wrong some of the time. And just, I normally watch TV with subtitles anyway whether it is English or not. Just because that way, when my when I miss a word or someone's like talking too quietly or something, I can catch what they're actually saying. Mm. So I'm just already using have... subtitles. Might as well continue doing that. Just because you have subtitles on doesn't mean it's technically reading. <laughs> <Don't> uh, <laughs> okay, okay, listen here. Doesn't hey, I, I watch so much more TV than I read right now. KY in our chat, uh, who was going to try to talk uh, in Discord, but her headphones are cooperating, says subtitles all the time. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna say that for the longest time I was full on dubs all the way. Uh, one of the reasons being, yes, I do like to multitask. Usually when I'm watching something, I'm also working on something. But I uh, the only time I've ever seen. Um, 
content that has the option of both uh, has been when they're like anime things, and I haven't watched a whole lot of those. So the the idea of splitting the difference between you know reading English subtitles and hearing the original voices or hearing it in simple English so I can continue working, you know, it didn't really, it wasn't really that big of a difference for me because it's cartoons, you know, essentially. But it was only this past week when I binge watched the entirety of Squid Game that after that first episode, I didn't even make the whole first episode with the, the dubbed English language over it because exactly what Oriel said. It took away so much of the emotion. It sounded like it was people reading a script. Like you see this 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 uh, you know older older lady you know going you know, did, you know what's wrong with you you know obviously angry you know or did you get into a fight or something you know something some, something where she's like distraught and the 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 dubbed voice is like did you get into another fight. <laughs> Like, what the heck? That's not the emotion that I'm seeing. And so I had to turn it on to to the uh, the subtitles and read along. And so that made my my day a lot less productive, as uh, Grayson said. Uh, but but yeah, it was so much better to hear the original emotion. I think if they could nail that down better, uh, it would it would make it maybe a harder decision for me. But yeah, the, the, the dubs were, were pretty awful. Mm-hmm. I prefer and subtitles. Say, yeah. Hands down. I will say there are some anime that you just that I just don't watch in dub. Just not not as good. Like One Punch Man, I'm 100% sure, sub. I'm sure they're I'm the sure they're out there that, that it makes a, a difference. I just I'm not a big anime fan, so I haven't seen a whole lot. Uh, Brother Mod in the chat says animation is uh, easier to watch subbed. Live action never matches the lip flaps yeah. and the disconnect is drawing. That's true. Also, that an- drives me nuts. Animation, yeah. Even even when you're watching the original language of the animation, it doesn't always match up with the mouth. Uh, so that's not as jarring. Um, he says like dark on Netflix. I had to watch that in the original German with subtitles. The English dub was really jarring. Yeah, it's it takes you out of it. But if you're working, like like Grayson said, if you're working on something else, you're not always looking at the mouths. Right. You're just kind of like following the story, and you look when something action heavy is happening. And so then there's not a lot of talking then anyway. So it's not as big of a uh, a shift yeah. in your brain. But, uh, yeah, I, I would say before Squid Game, I was 100% dubs because I didn't want to read. And uh, now I, I feel like I've, I've been converted. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Chris despises subtitles. Really? I love subtitles. Kind of like Lark. I would keep subtitles on all the time because there are times where someone is too quiet or I didn't quite catch what they said, you know, or, or people in your own house won't shut up. Exactly. Well, you're trying to listen mm-hmm. or it's really Phoenix difficult. Is uh-huh. it's Phoenix re- is that way. If something interesting is happening, he cannot help himself, but to comment on it. <laughs> yeah. And it also helps when you've got a four year old who has questions about what, it, what, what went flying off in the distance over there instead of what's actually happening. <laughs> that doesn't matter. <laughs> I'm like, just watch it. And I'll tell you after we finish. Yeah. Just wait. Uh, Yep, that's fair. All right. Well, any lingering thoughts before we close this argument? This rather tame and pretty much uh, 
almost agreeable one-sided kind of <laughs> argument here my one comment is more oh, people God. should respect subtitles in general i agree like I even agree for english you. stuff yeah i'm gonna agree <laughs> with that yeah that's fair <laughs> My one comment is Lark is always so loud. <laughs> I've, already turned, I've already turned Lark down twice. And she's still really My down? mic is a decent distance from my face right now. I'd like to point this out. Yeah, I don't understand. So, Man. So it's funny kind of talking about the disconnect between uh, talking and everything. My Twitch uh, stream is a little behind when we're actually talking. So I hear you guys talk and then I see your mouth yeah. move like a couple, <laughs> like a few seconds later. It's frustrating, huh? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my gosh, I just switched back over and noticed that. It's it's painful. It's jarring, yeah. yeah. Sorry, guys. That's why I Sorry. can't use like the Twitch uh, content, like the, the Twitch dashboard stream or whatever, because it puts your stream up there, but it's also like 10 seconds behind. I'm like, this, right. is, this isn't helpful for me, so I'm not going to use it. <laughs> <sighs> All right, guys. Well, thank you all so much for jumping in. Uh, I'm going to go ahead yep. and close out this uh, chat right now. Bye. Have Bye. fun Bye. 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 for tomorrow's Bye. episode when you get to go through our quiz. Oh, oh my gosh. Yikes. <laughs> all right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, let's take a break here. When we come back, call it a comeback. Stick around. This week in Nerd History, Christian Radio has gone to the nerds. That has been the tagline for LTN Radio, the world's first exclusively Christian radio station also devoted to nerds and nerd culture for the last year, since it launched on October 3rd, 2020, at Love Thy Nerds online-only convention, LTNCon. However, many may not know that LTN Radio was first back row radio, which had been on the air for almost two years at that point and featured several of the same voices you hear on the station today. Back Row Radio was born from a Twitter account known as Back Row Baptist, a fairly popular anonymous church humor account that grew to do many different things, one of which being the Back Row Baptist podcast. The BRBP often featured indie Christian artists as show breaks, and over the several-year run of the show, they had made connections with dozens of artists and amassed hundreds of amazing songs that few people were hearing. That is when the idea of a Christian radio station that focused less on the worship and CCM that is already oversaturating the airwaves and more on the Christian rock, rap, pop, and indie that don't get nearly as much love. And of course, misfits in music connect well with misfits in the world, and thus, Love Thy Nerd and Back Row Radio cross paths early on with Critical Hit, a weekly short devotional that now goes by the name of Faith and Fandom 180, hosted by Hector Mirai. They would take it further in their second year as Bubba and Anna Stalkup began creating their weekly Friday morning show, Church Nerds, for the station. Finally, the transformation was complete when Radio Matt and Moe from Back Row Radio and the Back Row Morning Show rebranded the station for the Love Thy Nerd Ministry and let their nerd flags fly. We want to thank all of our listeners for an amazing first year at LTNOnAir.com, and we look forward to many more years to come. And to those of you who might be thinking, isn't it a little self-serving to make your nerd history segment about yourselves? I have just one thing to say. Maybe a little. I'm Radio Matt. See you next time for more Nerd History.
back to the Back Row Morning Show. I'm Radio Matt. And I'm Mo. And we change some things up for this new season, including what we record live on Twitch. Each week we record our shows the Friday or Saturday before with our friends. Follow us on twitch.tv slash LTN on air to be notified when we go live and join our Discord at backrowdiscord.com for after show discussion and even opportunities to be on the show yourself. Plus, our normal Tuesday taste test will now only be available on our video platforms. Catch it live on Twitch or later in the week on YouTube at youtube.ltnonair.com or on our TikTok at the Back Row LTN. Though the TikTok will be slower because we're slow. We're slow. That's all right. <laughs> Before we go any further, it's time for Mo's fact of the day. Pulled pork is not only delicious, but also healthy. It contains high levels of protein, iron, zinc, and vitamin B. For example, along with riboflavin, amino acids, and antioxidants. For that reason, it's an ex- it's excellent for improving the health of your skin, eyes, bones, and nervous and immune systems. <laughs> Lean cuts like tenderloins let you absorb these essential nutrients without ingesting excess fat. Pulled pork. Oink, it's good. Did I say poik? No, I did, though. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, plate. but hey, now it's time that we come clean and admit that we are major junk food nerds. And every week we like to showcase and talk about junk food that has been recently announced or even spotted in stores or on menus. That's right. We're going to kick off today with Cheetos Bag of Bones. Yeah. Cinnamon sugar and flaming hot. Skull, rib cage, hands, and just general femur bones. Mm-hmm. What's up, Meg? Uh, Meg is in our Twitch chat. We were just talking about you off of the podcast uh, about Homestar Runner, uh, me that you shared in the group and then got me joining that memes group and I've been enjoying Homestar Runner so much lately so thank you for that alright next up Captain Crunch's Halloween Crunch is back do you huh. remember Do you remember what the, the, the uh-uh. thing is it no. turns your milk green it's red ghosts and whatnot as the crunch berries but it turns your milk green no thank you it's delicious. I don't want green milk. Uh, <laughs> Oreo Cakesters, the Oreo-flavored snack cakes with a cream filling, are returning next year. And also joining the lineup this year is the uh, Nutter Butter Cakesters. That well. sounds delicious. Both of them sound mm-hmm. amazing. Yes. Amazing. Yes. Uh, we got a Apple Pie <gasps> Toast Crunch. Oh, this sounds amazing. Yeah. Yeah, it does. Apple Pie Toast Crunch, guys. Sounds so good. New Christmas flavor this year. Uh, Walmart. That sound, oh, I'm, you're just, I'm, you're, hold on. <laughs> we can't move on yet. <laughs> I'm, I just need to rest <laughs> on Apple Pie Toast Crunch for a minute. Like, Cinnamon Toast Crunch is my favorite cereal. Hands down, 100% love it. But Apple Pie? Mm-hmm. It's my favorite dessert meets my favorite cereal. <laughs> if anybody wants to know what to get me for Christmas, like a life, <laughs> lifetime supply, I I will find a place to store it all. <laughs> Just put it in your oven. Like you do your leftover <laughs> pizza. That's where the pizza goes, Matt. Gosh. Uh, Walmart is giving an exclusive Snickers flavor. Cinnamon bun flavored Snickers. Well, I don't know. I don't know about this. Yeah, I'm not. Seems weird. Mm-hmm. Coming this December, Wendy's Frosty Cereal. Chocolate ball cereal with chocolatey marshmallows that are supposed to taste like a Wendy's Frosty. 
Wendy's mm. be getting in all the weird products lately. They had the spicy chicken Pringles recently, too. Mm. Wendy's spicy chicken Pringles. Strange. I don't know, Matt. I'm not... Like, the whole appeal of a Frosty is the fact that it's like a milkshake, but not really a milkshake. <laughs> it's like a halfway between a milkshake and an ice cream. Yeah. Soft and serve. Yeah. It's not going to be the same. It's just going to be like cocoa pebbles or something. I feel like, yeah. I feel like it'll be a worse version of Cow Chocula. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, Nestle Toll House's holiday cookies lineup is here, and it brings with it three new flavors. New peppermint cocoa. Uh, featuring cocoa-flavored cookie dough with red and white peppermint chunks, new gingerbread cookie dough with holiday sprinkles and shapes, new snow day cookies featuring white chip cookie dough with snowflake sprinkles and sugar crystals. Uh, they are returning the M&M's mini holiday sugar cookie dough and then the new red velvet cookie dough with white morsels. Uh, they say new. I feel like that's a standard cookie, though. Yeah. Just new for the... Holiday, the holiday version. season, yeah. yeah. Uh, Mountain Dew again, another flavor of Mountain Dew. Like we need more. Uh, Mountain Dew Uproar is coming, and it is exclusive to Food Lion grocery stores. <laughs> it is a Dew charged with berry kiwi. Have you ever been to a Food Lion? I've never been to. A I food used lion. to work at Food Lion. Oh, I feel like I remember you saying that before. Yeah. That shout out to Food Lion. <laughs> anyway, that just you get your Mountain Dew. That made <laughs> anyway. Uh, new, okay, new weird chip. New weird chip here. Lay's layers. These are crispy layered potato bites, which provide a texture distinct from a traditional potato chip. They're like round with like a wave in the middle of them. Uh, the Lay's layers will be available in three cheese flavor and sour cream and onion flavors. I'm very interested in this because it's not supposed to, it's a potato chip, but it's not a potato chip, you know? It's like a whole no, different, I don't that's, know. <laughs> that's what they're saying. It's like a whole different kind of potato thing. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Campbell's Chunky Spicy Chicken Noodle Soup. All right. Because I guess, I guess people can't put their own cayenne pepper in their normal chicken noodle soup or whatever. Yeah. Lily's, which is known for its... Um, Nearly sugar-free, like, chocolate morsels and different things. And oh, yes. even chocolate uh -huh. bars and peanut butter cups, all nearly sugar-free, but still pretty good. They have come out with sour gummy worms and sweet gummy worms, also with less than a gram of sugar for the whole bag. And these are not like the sugar-free gummy worms, where if you eat the whole bag, you're in the toilet for the rest of the night. <laughs> uh, it, it doesn't. Most of these, most of these lately, these new versions of lower sugar, like smart sweets and all that kind of stuff, do not have the uh, digestional issues, intestinal issues that uh, normal sugar-free candy tends to do, especially those gummy bears. I don't understand. I'm just throwing it out there really quick so that nobody can say we false advertise, but it's sour gummy worms and sweet gummy bears. What did I say? Worms. Oh, I'm sorry. I say yeah. worms all around. Yeah. Sweet mm -hmm. gummy bears. Bears are sweet. Worms are sour. Yeah. Just remember that. Yeah. No. Ra <laughs> uh -huh. yep. uh, no, exactly. no restless syndrome of any kind <laughs> from yesterday's of any show. kind go back to yesterday's show the weird news you'll understand what we're yeah we don't want to say it again can't say that word two shows in a row thank you ortega's mini taco slider shells i do not understand the appeal 
of slider tacos because it is so much more work. It's already a lot of work putting together normal size tacos. Trying to put together slider tacos that have just the right amount of the meat and the cheese and the whatever else to fit in this tiny little shell and then have to do it like 40 more times, I'm not interested in all that work. That's fair. Mm-hmm. Okay. Nerds twist and mix five flavors in separate wells with an opening that twists to all five, meaning you can make a pile mixing whichever flavors you want. That's cool. Yeah, I like that. Like, I a, like that I want those sprinkles containers that have the different. Kind of like that, yeah. Except That's it's like a cool. wide, it's like a wide dial. Almost, but yeah. Good for nerds. Yeah, it's a smart idea because yeah. that's kind of been their their gimmick with like their little boxes, or not the little boxes, the big boxes. The big boxes was there's always two flavors. Yeah, and they and either the thing side. can close uh-huh. and open, so you can have a little of this, a little of that, or both. Yeah. Well, now you can mix and match. It's brilliant. I'm, yep. I'm surprised I haven't come out with it already. This is not on the list, but <gasps> I knew uh, there's another Taco Bell option here. Taco Bell's uh, Cantina. Oh, gosh. Cantina Cheesy Crunch Tacos or something like that. Cantina is the main thing. It is a uh, a fried, deep fried uh, uh, corn tortilla that is made, like white corn tortilla that is fried that day. Like they fry them in-house. Okay. It's, they're not shipped the shells to them. And uh, it has like a whole melted layer of three cheese and nacho cheese on the base of the taco, the bottom part. Okay. And then the normal taco stuff on top. Looks different. Is it more like a tostada then? It's still folded. Oh, okay. Um, okay. But it'll have like that. It's supposed to supposedly have that kind of texture. Okay. More like a tostada. Crispier. Um, this this next thing the next is what one. I was making the face Sonic about. fried broccoli cheddar tots. Listen, and I love broccoli. I love broccoli. <laughs> but why? Why you got to do this? <laughs> There's nothing... That sounds good about this at all. <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong. And uh, lastly, in our lineup here, beginning this month, you will start to see Skittles coming back out with the original fruit lineup. Green apple is out. Lime is back, and it's a permanent change, not a promotion Do you know why? Why? Because with COVID, they've learned that we all need to clean out our insides. And so (laughs) the best option for that is Clorox flavored Skittles. Because that's what it tastes like. America, our great national nightmare is over. If you are one of those horrible monsters that prefers green apple... You better get your Skittles now because they're about to be gone. I mean, I don't like Skittles anyway. I don't eat them. (laughs) Wait, hold on. I'm not standing up for green apple Skittles either. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. I'm not a super fan of Skittles by any means. I'm just saying that lime flavored things, like if if that's your jam... If you like lime-flavored things, then I'm going to get you a lifetime subscription to Clorox, and you can eat that (laughs) because it's the same thing. (laughs) No, we went through this already at the beginning of COVID. You cannot eat Clorox. (laughs) Do not ingest cleaners. (laughs) It won't help. Do not eat Tide Pods. They will not clean out your insides. I mean, uh, all right, let's take another it says quick for break. The toughest of stains. 
My soul is dirty. <laughs> yep. Uh, You're welcome. Uh, when we come back, what really happened when Facebook went dark last week? Stick around. My hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. The words of this old hymn from the 1800s always seem to well up from out of nowhere just when I need the reminder the most. When I place too much hope in the people around me and I find myself frustrated and let down, there rings the words loud and true. I dare not trust the sweetest frame, but wholly trust in Jesus' name. When I find myself relying on the world and am ultimately confronted with heartbreak or disappointment, these words remind me of where to place my trust, or rather who to place my trust in. It is inevitable. Without fail, we will find ourselves let down, brokenhearted, disappointed. But when our foundation is rooted in the faithfulness of the only one who is always faithful, those disappointments and heartbreak are easier to endure. When we walk in the hope of a God who we trust is good, then even in the bad, we find strength to weather the storm. 2 Corinthians 4, 16 through 18 tells us, So do not lose hope. Though our outer self is wasting away, our inner self is being renewed day by day. For this light momentary affliction is preparing us for an eternal glory beyond all comparison, as we look not to the things that are seen, but to the things that are unseen. For the things that are seen are temporary, but the things that are unseen are eternal. Just as Paul encouraged the church of Corinth to not lose heart, we too must focus our eyes on the hope found only in an eternal life through Christ. another person that used a word or phrase that you were absolutely certain you should know but you didn't of course you have well don't worry nerd because we've got some great news for you you're about to learn something brand new this is the real world bub and you need to learn to hold your own in a nerdy conversation so pull up an ear and pay attention because ltn has another nerdy definition for you today's term is future endeavored the world of professional wrestling is just like any other business sometimes people get fired Though it certainly feels like these last two years have seen more than their fair share of layoffs from the biggest promotion on the planet. When a wrestler is fired, WWE.com always posts an article announcing it. Sometimes the article is two simple sentences. The first being, WWE, and insert wrestler name here, has come to terms on their release from the company. But the last sentence is always, WWE wishes them well in their future endeavors. Because of this, whenever a wrestler is released, it is often said that they are future endeavored by WWE. And while this term could be used interchangeably with the general use of fired or laid off, it is usually reserved for when a wrestler has done something to get in hot water or when the wrestler is known to be disliked by Vince McMahon, instances where the firing was seen coming ahead of time. So next time you see people raging in wrestling Twitter when their favorite NXT wrestler is let go by saying, I can't believe he got future endeavored, you can nod your head and join the hashtag because, hey, you understood that reference.
Welcome back to the Zachary Morning Show. I'm Radio Matt. And I'm Mo. Remember that we air first exclusively on LTN Radio, LTNonair.com, every Monday through Thursday at 8 a.m. Eastern with an encore at 10 a.m. But if you miss a day or just can't catch the show live, find the Back Row Morning Show podcast version on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, etc. Subscribe, rate five stars, and leave a review. Do it, and we'll love you forever. Earlier, we kicked off this discussion talking about the Facebook whistleblower that came forward last week. And the very next day, Facebook suffered the longest blockout. Blackout, sorry. Okay. I misspelled it. That's all right. But I wanted to make sure that that's what you meant. Ever. A blackout. The longest one ever. Was it a coincidence? What exactly happened? And what effect did just a few hours Facebook was gone have on the world? So let's talk about exactly what happened. Okay. Uh, Facebook, Instagram, and WhatsApp. Uh, all went down simultaneously, and we all sat twiddling our thumbs. I was actually trying to post things on Facebook for LTN. I had to stop because I couldn't anymore. Uh, and so we're wondering, you know, how can we possibly interact with the world with Facebook and Instagram and WhatsApp gone? Uh, so here's what happened. Uh, to those on the outside, Facebook simply looked like it disappeared from the Internet. Users were getting an error when they were trying to reach the website, and the servers were completely unreachable. Now, this would be more apparent if you were on desktop. Right. Because on desktop, you would be brought up with basically a 404 page. It's not here. Mm -hmm. Uh, But on mobile, what essentially happened is the app still opened up. Everything looked normal, but there were no new posts for six hours. So you were seeing the exact same stuff you'd already seen, which is a rare occurrence on Facebook, as we discussed previously, because their algorithm refreshes you with stuff you haven't seen. Mm -hmm. Well, now there was no new stuff to refresh. Uh, So uh, you were getting an error trying to reach the website, and the servers were completely unreachable. And for a company as well-established as Facebook, this is a seriously rare occurrence. We now know that this downtime was a result of a configuration change to the backbone of Facebook's routers, which send and receive data on networks. Communication stopped between the data centers and all their services stopped. And this is when uh, this is then compounded by an unfortunately timed error in their building's card readers, which allegedly prevented employees from accessing the building to fix the issue. So here's the timeline. Facebook, much like every other website on the internet, relies on advertising itself to draw people through to its site. And to do so, the internet uses uh, what's known as BGP, Border Gateway Protocol. It's a mechanism that decides the route's data will travel across the internet, much like a postal service decides how your mail will reach the other country or county or whatever. Basically, BGP, the internet, without it, uh, the internet falls as uh, it controls how all data communicates across all networks. Another integral part of the internet is the domain name service or the DNS. DNS is the yellow pages of the internet. It's the phone book. It translates complicated numbering systems into something we can read and recognize. So you might know, you might remember, uh, this was more common to see uh, a decade ago, but occasionally a website, you could type in like numbers. It would look like a, an IP address. Uh-huh. Uh, and so you type in numbers and you'd still get to a website. And so Facebook's uh, phone number is, or, you know, number here, not phone number, but Facebook's number in this phone book of the internet is 
dot zero. Uh, that's their main one. There's many others, but they'll all read as facebook.com because the DNS servers have translated it for us. Otherwise, the internet would be all unintelligible mess of numbers like phone, right. like a phone number tree. And so this is how this works. If you Google Facebook, it displays www.facebook.com to us. Uh, this has been translated to a domain name from an IP address by DNS servers, all of which route through that BGP we talked about, allowing them to advertise their website to us through search engines. A lot of acronyms. I know. Uh-huh, yes. Uh, <laughs> so why did Facebook go down? When the configuration was changed in Facebook servers, Facebook stopped announcing their routes to the DNS servers, indicating that there was an issue with their BGP. So essentially, they stopped telling the world that they existed. They pulled their phone number from the phone book. Okay? Okay. Some Facebook IP addresses were still functioning, but without the DNS servers there to translate them, they were essentially useless. And so from what we currently know, Facebook knocked out its own BGP system, entirely removing itself from the internet. It so it wasn't just number. it wasn't just down. It was gone. It was like pulling up to Chick-fil-A and instead of it just being closed on Sunday, <laughs> the building was gone. <laughs> and it only got worse for there because while engineers tried to reach the data centers to fix it, it appeared that they had lost access to the building because their key cards to gain entry to the Facebook buildings, that recognition systems run through Facebook's own servers that allow them to entry, the servers that were down. So can I, <laughs> can I ask a really dumb question? Yes. There is an actual Facebook building? Absolutely. There's a whole company. whole big building. Actually, it's a massive buildings, I'm sure. The whole compound, Facebook compound. Really? Mm-hmm. And I believe they actually have multiple server like sites throughout the world. And so this was happening in many of them. And yeah, so they couldn't get in to fix it. So the same problem that was being caused couldn't be fixed because that problem was keeping them from getting into the building to fix it. Uh, so they're, 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 they posted, uh, on Reddit in a, a supposed Facebook insider post that there are people now trying to gain access to the, uh, peering routers to implement fixes, basically offsite routers. Uh, but the people with physical access are separate from the people with knowledge of how to actually authenticate to the system that the people who know what to do actually are the people that are going into the building. So there's this whole logistical challenge of getting all of this knowledge unified. So the people with access to these buildings don't have access to work on the routers. The people who know how to work on the routers don't have access to the buildings. Okay. <laughs> so now it's like you walk into Chick-fil-A and it's open and you're ready to order something and there's nobody behind the counter. You're here, but you can't get anything done because nobody who knows what they're doing is here. Okay. That's All a bunch of rude people. <laughs> essentially. It's not anyone's pleasure to serve us that day. <laughs> so it took about six hours before they were able to actually restore all of the stuff, get them back in the phone book, uh, headaches. I'm sure uh, with more problems that they had to deal with much longer after that, but they they got back online. So this massive outage 
not only affected those three websites, mm -hmm. but affected many, many other websites that have logins with Facebook. You know, you can go to a website and say, here, log in with us through your Facebook account. Right. Every one of those started having problems, which is something that I speculated on when they started doing yes. that. I'm like, if all, if I start, if I make accounts at all these websites with my Facebook account and then Facebook up and deletes itself one day, am I losing all of these accounts? Yeah. Yeah. It turns out <laughs> Yep. when Facebook is gone, you got some problems here. Uh, Facebook's massive outage cost the company estimated $60 million in revenue saying that they make roughly $10 million an hour, an hour on ads and everything else. Wow. Which is ridiculous. Losing ad dollars every second. Man. Uh, <laughs> let's see here. So it actually says uh, Facebook makes, let's see, roughly $13.3 million per hour uh, in revenue. Uh, they make $3,700 a second. That is... <laughs> I can't fathom. I, I... <laughs> yeah. That's so much money. And so uh, in addition to that, we saw slowdowns on other websites that had nothing to do with Facebook because all of the traffic that would normally be on Facebook now needs to go somewhere else to yeah. get their information. Uh -huh. And so we saw other websites being inundated with millions more users than they normally have. And while Google can handle that, uh -huh. you know, smaller social media platforms can't. cannot. Right. Yeah. Um, let's see here. The lost revenue wasn't the only financial problem Facebook encountered. Uh, shares in the company dropped nearly 5% uh, during this time. Uh, and the slide in Facebook shares weighed in on Mark Zuckerberg's net worth, dropped uh, several, a few billion dollars he lost in that six hours. And uh, to the point where it dropped him in the list of wealthiest people on the planet, back below Bill Gates. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> Less than a full day. Man. Six hours had that big of an effect. Isn't oh. that nuts? Isn't that nuts? You know, Crazy. and I was just going to say, like, I wish that I, why can't I be a part of this? Why can't I, you know, why can't I be making all this money mm -hmm. every second? And then to think I could have lost all that money. You know, so yeah. yeah, no, never mind. I don't, I'll I'll be okay living my my modest lifestyle. Modest lifestyle. <laughs> my modest life. Welcome to Mo's modest life. Uh, yes, this year on Hallmark Channel, Telegram gained seventy million new users within the twenty four hours of that shutdown. What the heck is Telegram? Exactly, Telegram is like a very little known. New social media thing. It's similar to Twitter, except a little bit. It's more like a mix, if I'm remembering the right one anyway. It's more like a little bit of a mixture of Twitter and Facebook. But they saw a massive increase. Another messaging app, uh, an encrypted messaging app, uh, Signal, also gained millions of new viewers, uh, users. And so that brings the question, you know, if six hours of Facebook being gone can cause such a slowdown and such like a mass panic of we need to get on another app, what would really happen if it never came back? If Facebook just was gone that morning 
and it was never heard from again. I, I, mm, I would be very upset. <laughs> Why so? Because, and this is my own stupidity. I know that. And you've warned me about this a thousand times and I need to, I really, really, really need to do something about it. I know. But <laughs> all of my photos are there. Yeah. All of you my photos are You can download them all in one big zip file. They'll do it for you. It's in your, in your profile. In really? Your settings. Yeah. You can download your Facebook content and I think you can pick just photos. Really? Yeah. I've done it in the past. So Interesting. Look into that. Yes. That so that is number 1. Put it in the cloud. Like that is my <laughs> biggest thing. I am going to lose all of so many photos. You take and post so many photos. And this is not a judgment. I'm just like that's a lot to lose. Mm-hmm. So I totally see why you're afraid of that. I mean, essentially, <laughs> I use Facebook as our family's photo albums. Mm-hmm. I, it's not good. It's a daily update. I don't I do it like. daily. Nearly. I do it every Sunday. Just Sundays? I feel I, like it's more than that. Nope. Every Sunday. I promise. Okay. You, but do, your, you do your like album update every Sunday. But your album usually includes photos you've already posted throughout the week. In like a post. If I That's what I'm thinking. Okay. You post photos nearly every day of some sort. For the most part. And maybe they aren't all keepers, but Right. Well your post with photos get more attention. (laughs) I mean you're not wrong. You're not wrong. So (laughs) work that algorithm, Mo. I mean I'm trying. I don't have 700 friends for no reason. Like you have 700 friends on Facebook. Yes. No, thank you. But you have to remember we, that's my childhood friends and then my high school friends. And I moved a lot as a kid. So my dad lived in one state. My mom lived in another state. So I have friends from where my dad lived, friends from where I grew up. Yeah, you got a big group. And then we've moved quite a bit being military, you know, so I feel like more than the average person, I have dots connecting. Yeah. 700 is actually a low number for a lot of military spouses. A lot of military spouses are well over a thousand, but see, then you have people that get up on your Facebook and talk about how you're a judgmental mom. When you say that your, (laughs) your kids don't know that the real Jumanji comedian is Robin Williams. <laughs> and so then you go on a deleting spree of people and you're like, don't need you. Don't need you. Don't need you. Anyway. Um, uh, you're not bitter about that though. No, not at all. So, but yeah, that losing my family's photos from the last like 12 years, 13 Long years. Time, yeah. That would be really, 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 really hard. But also I, and I've talked about this. This has been one of the things that I've shared is something that I love in the past. The Facebook memories Mm -hmm. where we can go back and see things. I saw um, 10 years ago, I made a post about how I'm a sinner saved by grace and that my goal in life is to point my children to Jesus and that my biggest accomplishment as a person would be for them to know and love and have a relationship 
with Jesus as their savior. And looking back at that, I was like, wow, okay. (laughs) You know, that was kind of, I don't want to say it was a pat on the back kind of moment, but it was one of those like, Hey, keep going. You can, you know what I mean? You're doing it. I'm not a garbage person. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. Not the worst mom in the world. My heart is good. (laughs) Anyway. Yeah. I mean, I get that. The memories are a big thing. Um, But I mean, you'd have them if you downloaded all your photos. (laughs) But the -hmm. fact that it provides it for you. Yeah. And it's just something you don't have to look up yourself. It's just like, hey, we got these. You want to look at them again? Yeah, exactly. It's the coolest, one of the coolest features of Facebook for sure. Yeah. When they implemented that. Um, There was another app that did that. And I'm pretty sure Facebook stole it. Time what was it hop. called? Time Hop. That's yes. what it was. I loved Time Hop. I did too. That was cool because you could you could connect all of your social media yeah. to it, mm-hmm. and it would bring that back. That was really neat. I liked yep. that. I, I had that for time quite hop. a few years. I wonder if it's still around. I don't know. I don't know. But anyway, yeah, I, think I agree. I think we stopped with you using it when Facebook implemented it. Had, yeah, memories. I'm pretty sure. And yeah. it's like, okay, well, I don't need this anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Twitter would still be around. And that's the second still to the Facebook set of, of social medias, I believe. TikTok, I don't know how fast that's growing. Maybe TikTok's bigger than Twitter now. I'm not sure. But anyway, TikTok technically counts as social media, social media, even though it's kind of not. I feel like it's closer to YouTube, and YouTube doesn't really count as social media. But it still falls under that weird conglomeration because of commenting and discussing with fans and things of that nature in a live setting. Yeah. Twitch is also kind of in there. It's not really a social media platform, but then again, in any facets it is. Yeah. The fact that people can go to your Twitch channel and chat in your chat, even when you're not live, yeah. that kind of adds a whole implementation to it. Uh-huh. That, like, this is your, this is your page. Of course, people are going to come and talk with you. Discord. Discord uh, is more of a uh, a social media that you get to curate yourself. Like, I want... It's like Facebook groups, except there's no central timeline yeah. that you also deal with. Like, And you don't have to be friends with everybody that you're interacting with either. It's, mm-hmm. it's very much like Facebook groups, except outside of the big overarching continuity of, of everything. Yeah. Uh, I think the biggest issue with Facebook is its scale. Because I think Facebook in and of itself is a fantastic app. And when it first came out, I think it was fantastic. I think the uh, the problem came when it started integrating with everything else. When it started becoming a, hey, I think it really was when, when those websites started saying, make an account here with your Facebook account. Because Facebook then started becoming ingrained in, we are the internet. I mean, think about the internet before Facebook. What was your homepage? Do you even remember having a homepage other than Facebook? I still have a homepage other than Facebook. What's your homepage? Google. Okay, well, a bit besides that, I mean, like, what's the first thing you used to open up? My mail? I mean... Really? Yeah. 
Okay. That's... Well, I would think I've, I've had this conversation with multiple other people <laughs> that, <laughs> that uh, you know, uh, very quickly after Facebook came out, people would make Facebook the thing that opens up first. Oh. You open up your browser, Facebook's there, you go through Facebook, then you move on to everything else. Mm. I'm kind of surprised. <clears throat> Even, yeah, no. Even when we were... So... Because, I mean, why would you go to Google anymore as your homepage? You already know where you wanted to go. You don't need to search for it, right? Like, original, you know, initially, people would go to the Google I, search and find yeah. whatever they needed, but you don't, you, we really don't search that way anymore. Well, and now Google has all stuff. the, like, you can have little tabs down at the bottom. If of they it. had to do that <laughs> for people to want to keep that, yeah. Oh, see, so I they agree. did it for me. Yeah. Um, but I, like... I have Google up because a lot of times I'll Google, like, okay, the weather. Let me Google if I'm, especially when I'm at school mm. in the middle of the day, and I'm like, wait, what's the weather going to be this evening for the football game? I can't have my phone out at school. Oh. So okay, Google okay. is up. Well, you're. I'm going to type it in. You're real an quick. odd case. I feel like. I'm sorry. I'm just <laughs> odd. You're an out. You're an outlier, and I feel like that's common between us both. We're often outliers in each other's lives, <laughs> and just in the world in general. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, I don't know how I feel about that comment you just made. <laughs> I'm not going to let that slide. <laughs> Now that it has processed. I put myself in there, too. I wasn't just pointing you out. No, I know. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a little disturbed by that. Uh, why? Because. <laughs> this is sad. I truly consider you one of my best friends. Yes. Truly. Absolutely. That. But we're outliers in each other's lives. No, not in each other's lives. Like that's what you said. I know, but I'm not saying. I said. I said often in each other's lives, implying that there are situations like this where I think you're going to go one way specifically, okay. and you have a completely different idea. And you've done that to me too. Okay. The amount of times you've given me the really look. <laughs> like, you don't know this, or you don't do this. Like I recall that look many times, that's and fair. I'm an outlier okay. in okay. what you consider to be standard. Okay. <laughs> See, I'm glad that we talked that out because I would have gone home and been like, he thinks I'm an outlier in his life. He doesn't like me. I'm going to have to start investing more in Matt. No, the issue, the issue comes for the fact that we are so similar, and we've talked about this before. Yeah. You, you usually bring it up, I think. Yeah. So we are so similar that whenever there We're is different. an opportunity to be different like this, it's very strange, uh -huh. and thus it must be pointed out how strange it is. Yeah. Okay. So for me, who doesn't use Facebook all that much, compared to you, who uses it all that much, for me to think that Facebook wasn't your automatic homepage, that was an outlier moment for me. I'm like, no way. How could it not be? Mm -mm. So I'm surprised. And it's funny because like, <laughs> the pages that I leave open, mm -hmm. like I will leave Discord and Twitch open on my computer, mostly because I can't remember the login. <laughs> 
So. <laughs> well, now you know. You just have, as long as you're signed in on your phone, you can just scan a barcode. Yeah. On Discord, yeah. That, so you actually have to go back and watch <laughs> as you were doing that. I don't know if we were actually streaming. I don't know if we were streaming at the time. But, or not, but like, yeah. you could visually see my mind being blown as you were doing that because I was like, <laughs> what? what? I had no idea. <laughs> Genius. So anyway. All right. Uh-huh. Well, uh, I think there, there's, there's a whole article here with, with several different people kind of chiming in as what the world would look like if Facebook were to close. Uh, first, this this guy. Let me see if I can find his name. It might be a girl. I don't know. Uh, who is it? Roger McNamee. Uh, he's the, the co co-founder of uh, <laughs> Elevation Partners, which was an early investor in Facebook. Uh, he's also the author of a book called Zucked, Waking Up to the Facebook Catastrophe. <laughs> That's with a Z, y'all. With a Z for Zuckerberg. Uh, he says that if Zuck were to get rid of both Facebook and Instagram, I would personally nominate him for a Nobel Peace Prize. Uh <laughs> But uh, he said that would be a little like rewarding an arsonist for putting out their own fire. <laughs> but I'd be willing to make an exception. He says, uh, for years I've said that Zuck is the person with the ultimate power to fix what's wrong with Internet's platforms. Uh, he could still be the hero in his own story by radically altering the business model of Facebook and Instagram to put an end to the spreading of hate and disinformation and conspiracy theories. Obviously, just shutting Facebook down would achieve that decisively. Zuck has achieved everything he could possibly have imagined. At this point, the consequences of Facebook's continued success are catastrophic. Um, let's see here. A whole bunch of stuff we don't need to talk about. Mm-hmm. Uh, so considering all that, I think if Mark were to shut Facebook down, he'd rightfully be celebrated as a humanitarian. Granted, I wish he'd have done it a few years ago, but as far as I'm concerned, any time would be fine. Would another platform spring up to take its place? Sure. To be clear, I think it would take two weeks max, maybe a month. If you cleared Facebook out of the way, it would be replaced by probably dozens of different products at first. The key question is, what would they look like? Would new people emerge who are willing to focus on the good that Facebook facilitates and take steps to prevent the bad? Would we see people approaching social platforms the way that DuckDuckGo has approached search and browsers? Scale is indisputably a big part of the problem with Facebook. Not having it would be a feature, not a bug. So essentially what he's saying is just because Facebook goes away does not mean we won't have somebody, another company, step in and take that place. Right. And uh, I think he's right. I think there would be a dozen different choices at first. But eventually there would be a clear winner. Uh, In fact, I believe... It would be MySpace. MySpace would come back. (laughs) No, I honestly think Google would try and take it back. Google Plus, back. (laughs) 2.0. See, and that terrifies me. They tried so hard with Google Plus. That terrifies me. It does. It really, really does. That would be worse than Facebook. Yes. Yes. Google does not need a social media platform. Google has everything else. (laughs) It does not need a social media platform. I remember when they were really trying to beef up the numbers because they thought they thought this was going to be an immediate success. This was going to be a Facebook killer because everybody already had Google everything else. Why wouldn't they want to use it for their social media platform? And so they launched. And in order to beef up their numbers, they forced every single person on YouTube 
to have a Google Plus account in order not only to create videos, but even to just comment on videos. You had to have a Google Plus account. Oh, I account. do remember that. Yeah. I remember and that. So yeah, they gained like six million new members and they were touting it and like, yeah, that's because we want to comment on YouTube. Yeah. It has nothing to do with Google Plus being a good company or a good business. Mm -hmm. uh, but I do remember <laughs> this is the one this is one of the few times I can uh say that our, our friend at Love Thy Nerd, Bubba Stalkup, got it wrong. Bubba Stalkup was all in for Google+. Plus. Really? And he was, if I'm remembering our conversations correctly, he was certain that it was going to kill Facebook, too. But, like, he was all, he was posting all kinds of stuff on there. And, like, I got on it. I started an account, and I tried to do things, but nobody was posting anything on it except for Bubba. <laughs> So I'm like, all right, well, I guess I'll go back to Facebook. It became a thing where like everybody had to have it uh, just in case they needed it. Yeah. And so they would post all their main stuff on Facebook and try and also post it on Google Plus. But if they forgot, oh, well, you know, at least you still got Facebook. But see, here's the <laughs> thing. Like I do that with Facebook and Instagram. Yeah. You know, there are. Not everything that I post to Instagram gets posted to Facebook, and not everything that I post to Facebook gets posted to Instagram, but right. there are many things that will go between both platforms, mm -hmm. and it's really not that difficult, but I can remember when Google Plus was a thing. That was one of the main reasons that I didn't want to be on Google Plus, and within like the first week, I was like, nope, forget this. This is dumb. I'm not doing it, <laughs> because I felt like... Well, this is too much. So to me, that just points out the poor quality yeah. that Google Plus really was. Yeah. Now, I remember after their initial launch, they weren't doing all that well. And so they really tried to implement something that has become the most one of the most popular features of Facebook now. They tried to start groups. In yeah. Facebook Plus, you would have like this little circle of friends. And so you could have that separated and you'd have this whole conversation with them. But it was before its time, I think. Yeah. Number one, there weren't enough active users of Google Plus to make it a, a, a key yeah. thing yet. Uh -huh. But I think people weren't ready for that yet. People were still in the in the love affair with just this giant wall. Let's post everything on the giant wall for everybody to read. Yeah. And nobody wanted that privacy. And now people are like, you know what? <laughs> Maybe I don't want everybody knowing how much I love Homestar Runner. I'll just stick in this group of like-minded people. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. So I'm not ridiculed. And so my grandmother's not asking me, what's this weird boxing glove man? And how does he type with boxing gloves on? That's uh, not how this works. <laughs> That's all I can think of. That's not how any of it works. <laughs> the old ladies pulling off pictures off their wall. <laughs> yeah. But in the end, there will always be a Facebook, even if by another name. Tomorrow, we'll discuss the positive and negative effect social media has had overall. Stick around and we'll share something that we love. Hey everyone, I'm Hector Mirai, and this is Faith and Fandom 180 on LTN Radio. So I had the cool opportunity to write for a comic book this summer. I have a friend who is a creator of a character and, and has several issues of a comic book out, and I had an idea, so I pitched it to him. And he said, here's how many pages you get, here's how much money you get for a budget, get an artist, make a story, send it to me. 
So I did. I scribbled out some storyboards and I got an artist to agree to it. And I wrote out a script with each word and panel shot for shot exactly where it needed to be in order to play out to what I wanted the story to be. And then yesterday, um, you know, I started that in July and it's currently October and I got the proof back for the book yesterday and it kind of threw me off because when I opened the proof, the pages were wrong. Like, uh, the, the last page of the book was supposed to be this big dramatic splash page of all the hero walking away, carrying his own angst, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And instead he started out the story with that and he changed where the dialogue went to fit what he wanted to do with it and you know <laughs> i politely hey man um i don't know if you noticed um but the pages are wrong and i was like i know i know it's your book and you could do what you want with it but uh that's not what i wrote he said well you know, he gave me reasons like uh, there's too much dialogue to fit in these panels and he liked how this went instead and all of these things and I was like and I had to stop and say you know what this is legitimately his book I actually don't have a argument here um, and he paid me for my work so I should take what he did with it and it reminded me of the story in Matthew 20 where these workers in this parable Jesus were telling were angry about how the man was paying them for what they were doing even though they got what they agreed to and verse 15 says don't i have the right to do what i want with my own money or are you envious because i am generous verse 16 says so the last will be first and the first will be last i think we need to not be so concerned with what god does with what we do but just to make sure that we're actually doing it for him it's his remember to catch faith and fandom 180 every wednesday morning on the back row morning show only on LTN Radio. And if you'd like to learn more about Faith and Fandom, head over to faithandfandom.org where you can learn about our Comic-Con ministry, podcasts, memes, apparel, and book series. You can even read new chapters before they make it to the next book. I'm Hector Mirai, and thank you for spending the last 180 seconds with me. morning show and things are winding down for the day now before we go we want to share some things that we love so oh, oh go ahead yeah I'm, I'm gonna start my bad uh you get to go last whatever my thing this week is a uh, squid game <laughs> so squid game for those who are unaware is netflix's hottest property right now which is a, a big feat seeing as it's, it was made in south korea and it's in Korean, but it's incredibly compelling to most people. <laughs> and we talked about it a little bit um, in the in the Tuesday show uh, for the arguing on Discord section, where you know it's in Korean and you can ha you can watch it subbed or dubbed, and uh, I prefer to watch it with the subtitles, which I, I'm not normally prone to do. And uh, it was pretty good. Like it was, it was, it was very compelling, very violent. That's the warning. It's very violent. It's not super, um, not super like raunchy or super vulgar. There's a little bit of it, but not any more than a, a typical 
PG-13 R-rated movie-ish. Uh, but uh, very, very violent. Daredevil level, levels of violence. Just really bloody and gross. So if that's an issue for you, avoid it. But other than that, really compelling story. Looking forward to where it's going next. I posted this in Facebook saying, anybody else watch this thing? And got like 20 replies, 19 of which was, yes, it's awesome, or some variation thereof. And then the final one, just coming in to be the, the killjoy of us all, was Mo saying, I watched five minutes of it and I hated it. So here's the thing. <laughs> all week long, I have had students, students, second graders. Oh, gosh. They should. Are they watching me, that show? Asking me, oh, Miss Megan. Miss Megan, have you seen Squid Game on Netflix? And oh, I'm like, Lord, no. no, what is it? And so they're telling me about it. And oh, I'm like, oh, gosh. okay, this, it sounds interesting. It sounds interesting, but not for a second grader. Um, okay, thank you. And then we turn it on. I have enough intelligence in my brain to say, you know what? We'll watch it with the boys, but we're not going to let Mila watch it. Put her to bed. The boys, we're all sitting out in the living room, and all four of us within the first five minutes are like, whoa, hold on. <laughs> not only am I not okay with the, we talked about this, I can't remember, on Tuesday's show, maybe we talked about it, with the, the dubbing and the, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I just can't deal. I can't deal with. <laughs> and I understand that. Where the mouth is off sync. I can't. <laughs> anyway. Um, so we're all like, oh, this is so frustrating. And then the violence of it. And I'm like. So you got further than five minutes then. Because there wasn't, there wasn't really violence for a bit. I mean, the dude sticking the thing at the other dude's nose. Like torturing him. Well, he didn't do anything. He's just holding the knife in the nostril. It was a threat. He didn't actually like stab him. Well, I didn't know that. <laughs> I'm just saying. Just like, a guy getting beat up. You see that in movies all the time. <laughs> there just there was something that felt. Sure. No, I get that, and I would never tell you to to ignore that kind of feeling. And <laughs> I'm just razzing you. But all four of us were like. <laughs> It's definitely borderline for me as well, yeah. like mo morality wise and everything. The, the, the thing that redeemed it was that this was a clear redemption story for the main character. Like it, it, you see, you see a lot of good, a lot of good in humanity in the show. You see a lot of bad of it too, Yeah. but you see this dichotomy and you see how even in the worst of situations, you know. It's it's okay to be compassionate and to be loving and to put others before yourself and how you can have these internal struggles with all of that. And that doesn't mean that you're worthless, that you should be thrown away. Uh, if you make a wrong decision here or there, it doesn't mean that you've thrown everything away just because you've done that one mistake. That nobody's essentially the movies about or the shows about you. You're not beyond redemption. At least that's the moral in it. Wrapped in an incredibly violent, like game show esque type thing for rich people. Um, I mean, I can get that from Bachelor in Paradise. You so. absolutely can, <laughs> without all the gore. Exactly. <laughs> so yeah, I'm I'm not saying that I would particularly recommend this for anybody watching. But if that's already your jam, then you'll probably like it. 
Okay. <laughs> uh, I'm bringing it down a couple notches. Definitely no one under adulthood should watch it. Definitely not second graders. Okay? Absolutely not anyone who. Oh gosh, no. If you, PG-13 at the bare minimum, and even that's a stretch. Yeah. Sorry. Although I did let, let, we did take our children, all three of them, to see the new the Venom. Purge. Oh, no, I thought you saw The Purge, didn't you? We did do The Purge all also. Of you. Yeah. <laughs> um, but we just, just went Venom and together? Saw... The new Venom? Yeah. I haven't seen either of those movies because I'm terrified oh. of it. <laughs> I know I have to watch them. I just haven't done it yet. I can't believe you. Are you surprised? It. Yeah. Yes. No, there's just there's a there's a level of yuck I can't stand and Venom just the previews I've seen of the two movies reach that yuck for me. The goopy disgusting Oh, but ugh, it's, it's terrifying. Oh, see. That's the kind that's the those are the kind of monsters I dream about. When I have nightmares. Okay, I had another thing that I love that I was actually going to do. But now but... it's going to be Venom. <laughs> so, we had seen the first one in theaters when it first came out. Right. But it's been... It's been a bit. Yeah. In 2015 or 16, somewhere around there. It's been yeah. a while. Um, And then the previews for Venom, Let There Be Carnage, or Venom... Yeah, that's what it is. Let There Be Carnage. Okay. Um, We had been seeing the previews and... Mila specifically was like, I'm not even going to lie. I really want to see that. Really? Yes. That's yes. surprising. Uh, I mean, yes and no. She is she is my child in that way. She likes okay. kind of the dark, more make you think, sus suspenseful movies. Okay. Mm -hmm. Strange. I know. Um, but anyway, so preparing to see the new one, we were like, well, we really don't remember what happened in the first one. So we rented the first one, rewatched it all as a family in the living room, and then packed up and went to the movie theater and we went and watched the second one. And I... <sighs> you will love the story. You will love the story because yeah, it, I know is, I will. it is this fight between good and evil, essentially good and evil, but then how they can work together. And I, um, I know this is, this is, there's, there's a set of movies that exist in this world that I really want to watch and that I know I will enjoy the story of overall, but I cannot watch them in situations where I have to focus completely on them. Cannot be in the movie theater. And it cannot be me sitting in a living room with nothing else to do. Okay. It's one of those things where I have to be multitasking to where I can look away from the screen and do something else when something yucky is happening and still understand what's happening. Okay. So I will say that so. with, with the Venom movies, both of them, they Venom himself looks kind of gross and gory. But they make it. There's so many comedic parts to it. Uh, that's what I've heard. That it's that Venom character is actually pretty funny. He is very which is funny. Different. It's it's almost like a dual personality type situation, like two people talking, yeah. which is different than it is like the Spider-Man three movie uh, several years ago when we were teenagers or however old it was, where it was just a 
like a powered up suit that made you a little bit more of a jerk. Yeah, no. <laughs> no, it is it is two personalities. Okay. Kind of learning how to work together. I did hear what the end credit scene was. Yes. Which we will not spoil. Yes. Big implications. Uh-huh. Yeah. Which I had completely forgot that they even connected <laughs> until... That they were even in the same universe. Yeah. Yeah. And, and then I'm like, whoa, what has happened? Oh, <laughs> that's right. It's going to be interesting. Anyway. All right. Well, my... You've got to see it. My 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 family is camping for the next couple days it. with my father-in-law, so... You have... I'll at least watch the first one. Oh, and maybe go so see I will the other say one. okay, and then the second one because it brings in Carnage, and Carnage is a lot more. Ugh. I guess watching the first one will determine whether or not I can go see the second one in the theaters. But I'll try. You should. I mean, really try to do it. Go during the day. <laughs> that always helps. That does help, right? Yeah. Okay. Well, we've dragged this out long enough. Yes. Now, before we go, we want to share some... Th- oh, no, wait. We already did that. We already did that. Mo, let's end with our verse for the day. <laughs> our verse for the day is 2 Corinthians 9, 8. And God is able to make all grace abound to you so that having all sufficiency in all things at all times, you may abound in every good work. That's going to do it for our show today. Be sure to check out all of what we do online at lovethynerd.com. we got amazing articles on all things nerdy, as well as this show, LTN Radio, and our other podcasts and videos. If you like to directly support our mission and become a financial partner with Love Thy Nerd, and specifically with LTN Radio, then please visit lovethynerd.com slash partner, and you can choose LTN Radio from the drop-down menu. Love Thy Nerd is a qualifying 501c3 nonprofit organization, and your gift is tax-deductible. And make sure you're following us on all the socials. We're on Facebook, Twitter, and TikTok. Just search for at the back row LTN and connect with us. Lastly, LTNCon, Love Thy Nerd's third annual convention, which is online on Twitch this year, is this coming weekend. Register for free and learn more all about it at LTNCon.com. Dot info right now. We'll be back tomorrow morning. We hope you will too. Once again, I'm Radio Matt. And I'm Mo. And remember, if nobody else tells you, we promise it's true. Jesus, Jesus loves, loves you, nerd. nerd.